0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 47 called See the God's Fall.
1: This is the world's mantra. Do you hear it? I am and there is no one besides me. It's all about me. And it's showing up in our educational system. But the sober reality is that God was listening to the self-talk, the, the assured observations. And and this is what they say. I'm God. I'm the only one. I'm the one. I'm going to play my own praise song." I'm just going to let that song play. I am, and there's nobody else. I am. Keep telling yourself that. That's what we teach them. We teach them that that's the thing that they should do. They should make it. We've even somehow found a way to to say that the scriptures teach that we have to love ourselves before we can really love others. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We already love ourselves. And God is saying, look, listen, if you have the NIV, you wanton creature, (laughs) don't you love that? Lounging in your security and saying to yourself, I am and there is no one besides me. I will never be a widow or suffer loss of children. 1 Timothy 5, 6 says, but she who gives herself to wanton pleasure, listen, is dead even while she lives. Here's the reality. We sold people the bill of goods. We said, it's all about you, man. It's about self-deification. It's about you becoming God. And then people did that. And you know what they found? That in their self-deification and wanting pleasure, they're dead even while they live. Why? Because where is life found? In getting everything that you want? Is that what we're finding in the movie stars? You know, they get, or the uh, young athletes who get $20 million contracts and start to spend it all on themselves, they're doing great, right? Yeah, you'll find most of them in rehab and divorce court. Why? Because there's something in us that, when we start doing that, man, it just implodes on us. When we start thinking that we're the center of the universe, but these two things shall come on you suddenly. Notice what God says, in one day. You were saying that you're not going to lose anything. Loss of children and widowhood. The two things that you said you know are never going to happen. They shall come on you in full measure in spite of your many, notice this, sorceries. In spite of the great power of your spells. Now the gods of Babylon, you know what they did? They were into sorcery and witchcraft and all this stuff. So what they would do is when they did spells, you know what the spells were for? They were to bring you personal benefits, bennies, and they were supposed to keep the enemy at bay or somehow hurt your enemy. So if you cast the right spell, you're going to get blessings from the gods and you're going to keep your enemies at bay. Do you guys remember that little doll that they have that they stick with the thing? People are like, oh, yeah. That's what it's about. If you're my enemy, I stick you and then I make the potion for all my special little blessings that I want. And God says, you know those spells that you do? In spite of the great power of your spells or so-called, you're in trouble. You felt secure in your wickedness. You said, no one sees me. Your wisdom, notice this emphasis, verse 10, your knowledge, they have deluded you. For you said in your heart, now here's... uh, Number two, I am, and there is no one besides me. The people said, you know what? We got the astrologers. We got the soothsayers. Remember the book of Daniel? We got it going on. We got our spells. We got our gods. We're cool. Everything's going to be just fine. But what they didn't regard is God. And God said, your knowledge has deluded you. You say, no one sees me. Read Romans 1 later, but in verse 28, it says, just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. You know, I sometimes look at our culture, guys, and I, and I say things like this. And I know I was there, and, and that's where I have to be careful, because... I was a non-Christian. I did a lot of idiotic things, and I'm I'm just going to say this to preface my comments. But now being on the other side in Christ for almost a quarter of a century, now looking at the world, I go, what are people thinking? Do you do that? Do you say it that way too? What (laughs) are people thinking? I usually do that when I'm watching the news or driving (laughs) into my car. you see they feel secure and they say things like this there's no superior god watching us there's no hell there's no judgment we can do what we want how we want when we want and there will be no consequences because there's no divine being we are god and when that happens you know what happens you begin to invite God to show up. And that is a dangerous place to be. And Babylon was at that place. But therefore, if you have the New King James, God says, evil will come on you, which you will not know how to charm away. You see, whenever these people seem to have who are outside of Christ a tinge of conscience they they seem to be able to blow it away with the mantra that I am, I am. And God's saying, no, you're not. I am, that's what I've been telling you in these chapters, you're not. I am, right? And so notice he says, evil's going to come upon you which you will not know how to charm away. Disaster will fall on you for which you cannot atone. And destruction about which you do not know will come on you suddenly. Stand fast now in your spells, 12, in your many sorceries with which you have labored from your youth. This was what they were brought up on, and it's sad. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you may cause trembling. Look at 13. But here's the bottom line with self-salvation and religion without the true God. You are wearied, 13, with your many counsels. Let now the astrologers, those who prophesy by the stars, those who predict by the new moons, stand up and save you from what will come upon you. Look at verse 13. It's very insightful. You are wearied with your many counsels. There seems to be a book, a diet, a self-help nine cd pack for just about everything and there are people going from one thing to the next thing to the next and seeking out counsel for this how can i overcome this okay this motivational speaker spoke on this one and this person deals with this and this diet and if i just speak to my wallet and speak to my food it'll be okay chocolate cupcake you're not going to make me fat And if you just concentrate and speak to it, you will take the calories right out of that cupcake. Just speak it to the universe and say, universe, do you hear me? Heavens, do you hear me? I'm going to see how the heavens are parted. I'm going to see what the signs are saying today. And God says, time out, time out. And you know what? Here's the truth. There's a bunch of weary people walking around. I think I'll go to that next seminar because it's not working the way that they said. The cupcake actually made me gain a pound. Unless my scale's wrong. Right? Right? I went to the self-help thing and I did the twenty point system that the motivational speaker said will solve all my problems, and now I got more problems because now I gotta pay the ninety-nine ninety-five it cost to buy the nine C D set on twelve easy payments. They're not so easy. You're wearied with your many counsels. You see, all the religion did in Babylon was make people weary. And I have to tell you, brothers and sisters, as we've been studying the cults, I cannot help but think of those people. Can you imagine a religion without the power of God, the grace of God, the spirit of God, the atonement of Christ, trying to save yourself? Oh my goodness. Can you think of anything more wearying? And then you think of Jesus' words, Come to me, all you who are weary, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. In me you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And God cries out to the world, and he says to the world, Come, Don't take that pill. Don't worry about that workout formula. Well, you can work out, but just don't think it's going to save you. (laughs) And behold, says God, they have become like stubble, 14. Fire burns them. They cannot deliver themselves from the power of the flame. God's judgment. There will be no coal to warm by, nor a fire to sit before. So have those become to you with whom you have labored, who have trafficked with you from your youth, each has wandered in his own way, and get this, and there is none to save you. And I was thinking, you know, the book of Luke sums it up well, and whenever you hear this, you can't help but think of, was it Linus and the Peanuts? Was he the one that told the story at the little play? The angel said to them, do not be afraid, For behold, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There's one Savior. You'll hear more from
0: Pastor Michael in a moment.
1: Walk in Truth has more content for you to listen to with our mini-sodes A Step Closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. We have just celebrated Easter, so the first series is on the resurrection. So if something is that that's written down reflects poorly on what is being described or what is being reported on, if that reflects poorly that lends to its credibility. yes. Because normally we say, well, the writers are biased, uh, regardless, we're not just talking about the New Testament. Any writer's biased, they wanna get their point of view across. But what shows their objectivity, or attempt to be objective, is when they include information or facts that reflect poorly on themselves or the narrative they're trying to push. Yes, and and so let's take a step further towards that. So when the women go to the apostles, who are supposed to be the brave followers of Christ, they say, the, the women have lost their minds to paraphrase they do they're just crazy tales they they don't believe it which is another embarrassment yeah. because of course the the documents go on to say that Christ is risen and it becomes crystal clear but the the way that it, this is written down and we believe it corresponds exactly to what happened is that they don't believe They have no faith. To listen to the Walk in Truth mini-sodes a step closer, follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Again, follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth.
1: The angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There's one Savior. The theme verses for Isaiah 45, 21 and 22. God says in 22, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. Now turn to Revelation 18 and we're done. Revelation 18, final section. I want you to see now the connections to the world system that I mentioned. And this is part of how we understand the book of Revelation is understanding these passages. Revelation 18, verse 1. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. Revelation eighteen two. He cried out with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, and a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations, verse 3, have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, And the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. Remember, she's called the sensual one. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you may not participate in her sins and that you may not receive her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid. Think of how she treated Israel. Give back to her double according to her deeds In the cup which she has mixed, mixed twice as much for her. And to the degree, seven, that she glorified herself, remember, I am, there is no one besides me, and lived sensuously, remember the throne, to the same degree, give her torment and mourning, for she says in her heart, remember how Babylon had spoken in the people's heart, I am God, or I am, there's nobody besides me. I sit as a queen, now see if this sounds familiar, and I am not a widow and will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day her plagues will come. Now this is fast-forwarding to the end of days, pestilence and mourning, famine, and she will be burned with fire, for the Lord God who judges her is strong. And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep. And lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, Babylon, on the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep, uh, of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Business has closed. Cargos of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple and silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and, and marble and cinnamon and spice and everything nice. No, it doesn't say that. And incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil, all the luxuries, and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives, or the NIV says the slaves and souls of men. And the fruit of your of you uh, long the fruit you long for has gone from you, and all things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you and men will no longer find them. Um, I'll let you read the rest later, but I think you get the connection and the point. And so what's the bottom line? What's the so what here? It's you really have two choices. You can choose the true God of the Bible and get everything that comes with that or you can choose the God of Babylon, its system, its message, its songs, and its end. You can try to save yourself, or you can come to the only true God and Savior. And that's really the choice that sits before the whole world. And praise you, Father, would you bow, that you have called us to yourself Man, we were in Babylon, Lord, selling at one of the stands. I was. I was right in the midst of it, Lord. Uh, Enjoying, quote unquote, the the so-called blessings and praise songs singing to myself. And you entered into my world and showed me the emptiness of that life the weariness of self-salvation, the lie of idolatry. And Lord, it's hard to see because we can be very self-centered people. But you flooded my life with light, showed me the truth of my Savior, the Lord, showed me that living for you and others is life showed me that there's a new life that comes in through the power of the gospel, the power of Jesus Christ. And you clothe me with your righteousness. You washed me in your blood. You took my shame at the cross. You died on that tree for me. You pulled me out of Babylon and brought me to yourself. And yes, I had to be dethroned. I had to sit in the dust and ashes and mourn my sin, So I could see that there was another throne on which a king sits that invites me to come and sit with him in a throne that will truly last, something that will not fade away, something that will treat others with respect, the aged, the widow, the orphan, something that will be centered on that which is right and true and just. And you have changed everything in our lives, Lord. And we're so grateful. We just want to give you the honor and praise that you deserve tonight and we want to pray for those still stuck in Babylon. Pray that they would hear your voice and I pray for this nation and this country that you, Lord, would bring heaven down to touch us and bring revival to this nation, to our hearts, stir us with refreshment and love and passion for what really matters. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. You've been listening to See the God's Fall, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 47. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to our new minisodes called A Step Closer. Hey, just so you know, we have free apologetic events from time to time. They're called 633, and that's based on Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issue of racism, the COVID-19 pandemic, suicide, and how we as Christians can talk about those issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our free Living Truth app and on our website, walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael before we go.
1: Well, while God used Babylon in Isaiah 47, there's a recounting of that. He used Babylon as a tool to uh, discipline his people, judge his people. Yet, Babylon had a responsibility, and they were really ruthless with God's people and put a heavy burden even on the weak and the old. And God said, because of what you've done, uh, you are going to pay a price from me, and here you can see some of these elements of God using a a nation and yet holding them culpable for their behavior and the way that, the way that they treated God's people. These are some deep thoughts. <laughs> I mean, when you think about God, uh, used Babylon as a tool and yet at the same time holds them responsible for the way they treated God's people. Um, in there, you have sovereignty and responsibility, uh, sovereignty, and free will, and again, these are some of the topics that we want to touch on, on A Step Closer, which is another layer of the ministry of Walk in Truth, available as minisodes on podcasts, any podcast platform that you're listening on. So, hey, I'd like to also let you know that the work of Walk in Truth is spreading, uh, not just in the U.S., and we're excited about all our U.S. family of believers and listeners, but moving into places like Belgium, Mexico, Germany, Romania, the United Kingdom, and many other areas. And of course, most of our listens are coming from the U.S., but it is amazing to see that people are looking for hope, for truth, and many countries now are uh, being represented in those who listen to these broadcasts. That is humbling for me, brethren. It is amazing. Uh, God is good. We laid this ministry at his feet many years ago. And he's doing great things. And, and you're part of that by praying for us, by listening, by um, signing up for the uh, podcast, by telling a friend by supporting us financially, all of the above. Hey, we'd like to hear your story about how this ministry has impacted you, hopefully positively. And, um, you know, maybe how you came to Christ, how walking truth has been a blessing to you. We would love to hear from you. We read all uh, of the emails we get and we're deeply appreciative of you sharing your story and encouraging us uh, we appreciate it. Hey, you can do that by reaching out at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact by email at walkintruth.com. Hey, send a note today. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we'd love to be encouraged and encourage you back. And Lord willing, we'll be right here tomorrow for Isaiah 48. See you then.
0: And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station. How long have you been listening? Could you help us pay for the airtime on this station? You can help us continue in this ministry. A monthly partnership of at least $5 a month is all we ask. If you're blessed by this ministry and believe others can be too, please visit walkintruth.com now to donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 48 called, For My Own Sake, I Will Act. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.